the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today's sermon, I'll be going over the proper discipline of children. I've given this sermon three times already today. I, maybe parents are warning their friends. It seems a little quieter in here than usual. Uh, but yes, today is the epistle and the gospel. Uh, our Lord teaches us, right? Holy Mother Church is giving us uh, two examples, or rather, I would say, principles on how we are to think and approach disciplining our children. First is the epistle, in which we learn uh, there are consequences to bad behavior. The Israelites, St. Paul says, do not covet evil things. Right, but that is, what, that is where all bad behavior comes from, is when we desire what is evil. We have passions, right? We, we don't care if it's good or bad, or we don't know if it's good or bad. All we know is we want to do it. And we indulge our passions. There are consequences, right? They coveted. They were uh, uh, idolatry, fornication. They murmured. They grumbled. What happened? Bit by fiery serpents, slain by the sword. There are consequences. And why? Why are we told this? These things happen to them that they might be written for our correction. God wants to correct us. He wants us to learn from somebody else's bad behavior. The gospel. When Jesus drew near to Jerusalem, seeing the city, he wept over it because Jerusalem were his wayward children. The Israelites were not doing what is good. They refused to listen to the prophets. They did not know the day of their visitation. And there were consequences to that. The Romans came and beat it flat to the ground. You and all your children will perish because you refused to accept correction. Uh, and so then our Lord gives the example of proper discipline. How do you discipline wayward children? He goes into the temple and he casts out them that bought and sold. My house is a house of prayer. You have made it a den of thieves. Uh, we learn from this. Now this is not, this account here is not the detailed account of, of Christ our Lord casting out the money changes, right? We know that he made a little, a little scourge of whips and he chased people out of the temple and he kicked over chairs and tables. Uh, this is not the nice fluffy buddy, you know, Jesus. Right? This, is, this is more like our Lord being wrathful. Right? And it's proper. Our Lord is giving us that corporal punishment is sometimes acceptable. It's, that's why it says at the, at the end, he was teaching daily in the temple. He just taught us. Sometimes you can display anger when you're correcting your children. Uh, but what comes first? Right? That's why details are so important. Prior to our Lord displaying that anger, displaying that corporal punishment, we could say, first he weeps. He weeps over Jerusalem. Why? Because he loves his children. Discipline is based in love. That's the whole purpose of discipline. Why do you punish your children? Why do you discipline them? Because you love them. That's the motivation. Uh, secondly, he makes a little scourge of whips. This was not, he was not acting on pure emotion or he saw and he suddenly decided to do something. He sat down and he made a plan. While he was making it, he was thinking, what am I going to do? This is where my wayward children are. This is where I want them to be. How am I going to get them from here to here? He thought about it. He loved his children. He made up a plan. And then he acted. And in his action, he displayed anger. Right? I mean, tossing things over, chasing people with whips. 
Right? That's, that's, that's very, uh, you can say there's a lot of anger there, but it was controlled. It was controlled. Uh, it says he kicked over the tables of those who changed money and the chairs of them that sold doves. You knock over a table full of money, you can just collect it up. Knock over a table with, with, with doves in cages, uh, the cages break, the doves escape, people lose property. That's not proportionate. Right? So he's measured, he's careful, his anger has proportion. Uh, and as soon as the evil is corrected, the discipline stops. Right? And he began teaching in the temple, again using words. So this is, these are our principles. This is how parents ought to approach discipline of children. You're giving them what is good for them. If you simply let children do what they want, indulge their passions, they will destroy themselves. Right? That's the ultimate principle. Uh, undisciplined children is bad for them. It's bad for their souls. Hmm. My father's house is a house of prayer. Uh, God intended there to be a natural order in the universe. He gave us a Ten Commandments, but also the natural law. Children should be respectful to parents, and there's proper behavior children need to learn. And children misbehave, uh, for, 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 you could say, in two ways. Uh, ignorance and malice. It's not what you think. Um, children are ignorant and children are malicious. What do I mean by that? Um, I don't mean your children are wicked, but malice is when you know what is wrong and you don't care. You do it anyways. Or you know what is right and you neglect it. That's malice. Ignorance is, I don't know what is right. Right or wrong, it, we're, we're not sure. We, we don't know. Uh, so discipline belongs properly to ignorance. Children don't know how to behave, how to, how to sit, how to stand. Uh, we don't say that. This is what we do. We, don't, you know, we behave better here. All that is, is a matter of discipline. You're showing them the right action, the right behavior. Punishment follows malice. So children, yes, we have to be patient with them because they don't know and it's hard for them to control their behavior. Okay, that's understandable. But then when they start fighting you, when they resist your instruction and they resist your discipline and they tell you no, that's when punishment begins because they know better and they're choosing not to do it. And that's how we got into this mess in the first place. That was Adam and Eve. When God told Adam and Eve, do not eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And they disobeyed God, their father. All sin comes from disobedience. And it's not easy, right? It's not easy disciplining children. But let us keep this principle in mind. Is that when a child um, intentionally does what they know is wrong, even it's very simple. Don't come into the room and they come into the room, right? The consequences are not great. But what are the consequences of not eating a fruit God told you not to eat? Who could have foreseen that? And it may be hard when you discipline your children uh, to see them weep, right? To see them cry. It's not easy to see that in your children. But that's going to be a far lesser pain than when you cry over your children when they grow up and they've left the faith. Uh, because your authority as parents comes from God. And when children disobey and disrespect your authority, they're disobeying and disrespecting God's authority. And that will carry on. That will carry on in their moral lives. I mean, what is worse for a child? Right, to have a sore behind that, that, that lasts for a little bit, or to have a, a wounded soul, right? malice in their heart, which, which endures. It's been said, um, discipline in the playpen, or they'll be disciplined in the state pen. Maybe not quite that bad, but you get the idea. What behavior can be disciplined in 
toddlers. Now this is different. So there, there's different um, degrees of how you discipline, right? As your children grow older, their ability to reason increases. And so you want to, uh, you want to discipline or punish children according to their ability. What can they understand uh, um, and what are they able to, to learn? Uh, you shouldn't be reasoning with a toddler, right? Because mommy said so, that is perfectly, a perfectly good reason, right? 18, 19 years old, you're probably going to need more than that. Right? But, but recall that even God, when he told Adam and Eve, he said, do not eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, lest you die. And that was it. He gave them one reason, and that was it. So, uh, we'll, we'll focus on toddlers, and let's see. What would be, um, for example, let's pretend, what would be good behavior in a church, right, for toddlers? Let's investigate that question. Uh, talking or babbling in church. Children can be taught not to do that. It is possible. Turning around in the pew, looking at people behind you. Right? Children, you don't have to be doing that. You can be disciplined. Parents, you can hold them to that standard. Children should not be running in a church or scampering. Children should not be running away from their parents. And children, you should not be squirming or resisting your parents who are trying to handle you, hold you, or bring you here or there. Stop squirming. Let them discipline you. It is for your own good. Uh, if you show disrespect to your parents, you are showing disrespect to God, as I mentioned, and that is a serious thing. Parents have, by natural right, the ordinance of God... Parents can expect their children to obey them and to listen to them. If your children tell you no, that's a punishable offense. If they're fighting you, that is punishable. Do not let them throw tantrums or, or openly tell you no or disrespect you. Punish that. And you have to be willing, right? When you begin punishment, you have to finish it. If you start punishing your child and then stop, all you've taught them is, if you really want your own way, keep misbehaving and eventually your parents will give up. It is not a good lesson to teach your parents. Or to teach your children. Uh, but it is, right, the lesson you want to teach your children is, don't fight me. Because you're not going to win. That's the lesson you want to give them. Is that um, when you've set your mind and you said this is the way it is, that's it. Right? There's no arguing. And you have to be careful. Be careful what you ask your children to do. Don't set um, standards that are too high, too hard. Right? Uh, my house is a house of prayer. That's very reasonable. Right? God sets laws and parents, you're under God as well. Right? Don't provoke your children by being unreasonable. Uh, but you can hold them to certain behavior. Mm. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, now, discipline is something that you should think about ahead of time. Uh, don't think like, okay, I'm going to start, like right now, today, I'm going to start disciplining my children differently. Think about it. Make that cord of whips, come up with a plan, think about what's reasonable, uh, and have that uh, method. But realize how important it is, because it, it isn't going to be easy. And every parent has, to some degree or another, that, um, that demon child that causes more trouble than all the rest of your kids combined. Uh, that one is hard. And you're like, why doesn't it work? Like impervious to pain, impervious to whatever else it may be. <laughs> You have to have thought that through. Like, what am I going to do when, uh, okay, I'm going to discipline, and then I'm going to punish, and then what? Right? If you, if you start the Cold War, you have to be willing to go all the way to nuclear war with your child. Like, you're going to win. So be, be, be ready for that, right? 
Uh, now this, my, my child, Father, okay, I believe you, but my children are too young. They just don't understand, right? Um, if your child is old enough to understand cause and effect, they're old enough to be disciplined. For example, right, children in an empty church, or even in a full one, uh, they'll squawk because they hear an echo. Right? It's a pleasurable sound, right? Now, if you introduce a new effect which they don't like, they can reason through that. Like, I squawk in church and then, ow, you know, mom or dad disciplines me. I don't like that. What's the lesson? Now they have a choice. Either I can keep going and try to get mom and dad to quit and give me my way, or I can stop squawking in church. Who's going to give up first? You see, it's possible. It's possible, parents, for you to teach your children that is not proper behavior. But it hinges on you have to realize how important it is. And also, it's very important for you to realize that if you are disciplining your child or punishing your child, and they are enduring discomfort or pain or, or whatever it may be, they are the cause. They are the cause of their own discomfort. And you tell them that. As soon as you want to behave, this will stop. As soon as you want to do what you're told and behave and, and be a good child, things will be fine. You're doing this to yourself. And I'm doing this to you because I love you. Because I want you to know this is the day of your visitation. This, these are the things to thy peace. I do not want you to grow up ruining your soul by your bad behavior, by your selfishness, by, by your immaturity, whatever it is. Right? That's the, that's the um, uh, motivation for that discipline. And tell that to your children. When they stop misbehaving, punishment ceases. You, know, you comfort your children, tell them you love them, this is for their own good. Uh, I mean, what causes child abuse, right, what, what, what causes trauma in children is not uh, corporal punishment, it's not even punishing too much or too harshly, it's a lack of love. If your children know that you love them, even if you make mistakes and you discipline too harshly, they'll forgive you because they know you love them. Uh, the child abuse comes when parents don't care enough about their children to spend any time thinking, what does this child need? What is good for them? How can I benefit their soul? How can I teach them? And there's two kinds of, of neglect. There's overpunishing and underpunishing. Overpunishing is you're too harsh, uh, you know, uh, um, too hard, it's disproportionate, you discipline out of anger, you don't think about it, you just react. That's too harsh. Very often, overpunishing is caused by underpunishing. Children misbehave, you see it, you notice it, I'm too tired, I don't care, oh, so what, well, whatever, and then it builds, and it gets worse, and you get frustrated, and then you lose your temper. Uh, so you need to be punishing children not because you're angry, but because it is not good for them. Right? Before you are angry, that's when you punish. And um, don't pass up opportunities to teach your children. Right? Teaching them lessons about discipline and self-control, uh, that is opportunity. When your child misbehaves somewhere or anywhere, take the opportunity and say, that is not proper. Uh, example, don't just get up and take your children out of the church or if they're like messing with something. Don't just take it away and move it out of their reach. Discipline them. I'm going to put this thing here and you're not going to touch it because I told you. You, that, that teaches them. Right? Respect you, respect your laws. 
Uh, but the place to establish discipline is in the home. That is where you establish it. You set the tone and you teach your children. When we come into church, come into a public place, that is the place to show people how you've disciplined your children at home. Because all you have to do is snap, or whatever it is, and your children know, I better stop because I know what follows that snap. Like I know what's coming next, so I'll behave. Right? That's all it should take. You shouldn't be, like I said, fighting with your kids. Uh, so this, these, um, this, these are just some principles, some very broad principles. This is not going to apply to every person in every situation. Every situation a little bit different. Uh, there's going to be modifications. But hopefully this will give you an idea of the direction and the boundaries uh, uh, for, for disciplining your children. Right? To, to, to recap, um, discipline begins out of love. Love for your children and love for God's laws. You should think about discipline ahead of time. Be reasonable, reasonable be controlled. Uh, read books. All right, there are very good authors uh, for discipline. Uh, Dr. James Dobson comes to mind, um, and Dr. Ray Garendi, two, two good, good authors. Using corporal punishment is, is permissible if you have to. You will, you will make mistakes, don't be discouraged, uh, but keep trying, right? Your kids will be okay, they are resilient, they just need to know that you love them. Uh, so if, you, if we follow these principles, sanctity will be so much easier for your children to achieve uh, because they will have learned from their earliest years how to discipline their passions, how to control their desires, and learning that there are consequences to their actions, consequences to bad behavior. And sometimes uh, your children will feel the most love when you discipline them because they'll know you care enough to pay attention to what is for their best interests, not giving in to their selfish desires. And they know they're selfish, but you love them. You want what is best for them. And that is truly the way. Good, careful, attentive, loving discipline. Your children will feel very loved indeed. Let us ask God for that grace. And God bless you all in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.